0: This is Eddie Delahunt, and you're listening to 90.1 FM KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. Keep your Irish up.
1: Support for KKFI provided
2: by the Kansas City Repertory Theatre, presenting the play Nina Simone, Four Women, with performances from February 13th through March 3rd at their downtown Copaking Stage. Audiences can experience the journey of Nina Simone's iconic music and the stories of four extraordinary women in Nina Simone, Four Women a play featuring Nina's music, performed live. More information and tickets are available at kcrep.org.
3: The views and opinions of this program are those of its host and guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of 90.1 FM, KKFI, Midcoast Radio Project, or its staff and volunteers.
0: about it is appealing Everything the traffic will allow No way could you get that happy feeling When you are stealing that extra bow. There's no people like show people They smile when they are low Yesterday they told you you would not go far That night you opened and there you are Next day on your dressing room they costumes, the scenery, the makeup, the props, the audience that lifts you when you're down. The headaches, the heartaches, the backaches, the flops, the sheriff who escorts you out of town. The opening when your heart beats like a drum. The closing when the customers don't come. I know, you get word before the show has started, that your favorite uncle died at dawn, and top of that your palma part have parted, you're broken hearted, but you go on, there's no people like show people, they smile when they are low, even with a turkey that you know
4: And good morning to you. Hello and welcome to this edition of the KKFI Arts Magazine Show. I am Michael Hogue, your host. Glad to have you with us on this Tuesday morning. And yes, we know how you get on Tuesday. (laughs) You're on the Arts Magazine Show right here on KKFI, 90.1 FM, your community radio station, right here in Kansas City. Glad to have you with us. We're going to have a couple of interesting interviews today. In the first half hour of the program, we're going to talk to Morgana Wilborn. She is the Director of Arts Engagement over at the Kansas City Repertory Theater, and we're going to talk about their upcoming show, Nina Simone, for Women, and then that is the show that's going to Tour the community later on, uh, probably in March. And uh, we'll talk about all of that, maybe the places. Uh, I- if you can't come to see the show at the Copacan Stage, uh, coming up uh, middle of this month in February, if you can see it as it tours the community and all of that. And we'll be talking to her about that. Then later on in the show, musical thea- Music Theater Kansas City. Is doing uh, beautiful the Carol King musical, and Julie Danielson will be with us to tell us all about that. But first, Morgana Wilborn, or yeah, yes, Morgana, <laughs> I just met her <laughs> two minutes ago. Morgana Wilborn is with us. She is with the she is the director of arts engagement for the Kansas City Repertory Theater. Now, the show you did last year was. Uh, was very successful the one that toured now the rep does a lot of shows yes (laughs) but but both of the shows play uh, a regular run and Mm -hmm. this one will be at the copaykin stage beginning on tuesday the 13th just a week away from tonight and we'll play for i guess several uh, weekends as well and then it'll tour so uh Nina Simone, Four Women. It, it, is, uh, it is Black History Month, and yes. uh, right after that is uh, Women's History Month. Yes. So this kind of <laughs> fills both of those bills. It really
2: does. Yeah, what's so exciting about this show is we get to see these aspects of Nina beyond just the icon and the certain songs that we know her to be This is a story celebrating her embarking on the journey from from artists to activists, artists, activists. And after the murder of the four little girls in Birmingham, she begins to think about an anthem. And we now know that anthem is Mississippi (laughs) And while she is dreaming of this anthem, she doesn't know what it is in this show um, that isn't a musical. It is a play with music, many of her iconic songs. What materializes in her psyche are the wonderful women from her song, For Women. And they talk about, you know, what it means to be an activist during the civil rights. They question her, they challenge her. They represent all these different black women um, in our community, in our lives, in ourself. Um, And, you know, it questions archetypes of black women. It looks at colorism. It looks at a call to action of how we show up for our community. Um, And it's such a beautiful look at no one, you know, black women are not a monolith. Artists are not a monolith. We have so many complicated layers, and it's so beautiful, and that's what inspires the work that artists do.
4: Certainly, for for those who aren't familiar with Nina Sim, uh, Nina Simone, uh, a short a short rundown on on yeah. Nina.
2: Nina, um, if you know many of her songs like "Young, Gifted and Black," <laughs> for women. Um, please don't let me be misunderstood. She is one of our iconic black female funk, well, not so much funk, but soul, um, raised you know, in the church. So gospel is at the helm of a lot of her music, but she was actually um, a classical musician. And you, during her time as being a musician, Of course, that was hard to be taken serious in different ways. And she did a lot of remakes, you know, um, Porgy, and um, even I was listening to Here Comes the Sun, (laughs) remake of The Beatles. And she was known for a lot of those pieces. Um, And yet, you know, as we went into the civil rights era, she was called to create something different. And she had a voice and a presence um, when she traveled and performed um, that still stays with us. And the, you know, as a pianist, um, she was just so powerful (laughs) in her music on the keys. And she is such a beautiful force. And I think that this show, uh, written by Christina Hamm celebrates all of these beautiful elements of her voice as an artist.
4: So many of, especially women, but not entirely, but so many women began in the church. And and I'm thinking the first one that comes to mind is Aretha Franklin. Mm -hmm. When she passed away and we we heard her biography talked Mm -hmm. about during that time,
2: started singing in the church. Yeah,
4: And that was the same thing with uh, uh, Nina Simone.
2: Yeah. And, you know, she's compared to... You know, Mahalia and Odetta and, you know, all of the Aretha, all of these different greats who, you know, decided to show up in song activism and supportive community in their own way. And I, you know, many black women appreciate the strong and forthcoming way that Nina did in blending gospel, jazz, soul, uh, classical music the way that she did in her work.
4: Yeah, you have mentioned classical a couple of times (laughs) now. So is that especially something that you're fond of?
2: You know, I was raised in listening. My uncle (laughs) made sure that I listened to a bunch of classical works. And later on, you know, learning, trying to unearth who were the black classical musicians, you know, and have we heard of them? There's some mentions in this particular play about hidden figures Um, and that's something I want to continue to learn about. I'm not entirely knowledgeable but you know we always want to see representations of ourselves and all of the facets of the arts and life and living.
4: Lay out the the, the show for me. Is is it And I should have done better research. Is it a one-woman show told in story and song?
2: It is literally the four women. (laughs) We have uh, that, you know, the characters are represented in her song, Four Women. Love the song. Please give it a listen. Uh, But there is Aunt Sarah. There is Sophronia there is Sweet Thing and Nina represents not only herself, but the character of Peaches. And then there is this quiet character of Sam who does uh, play piano on stage and kind of has this representation of like her brother figure and things like that. Um, But we will see conversations between Nina and these beings that come out like, are they part of her psyche? You know, Uh (laughs) they feel so real. is Nina just talking to herself? Is she talking to the ancestors, the spirits, the four little girls? You know, who who repre- who are represented in these women and how does that inspire Nina's work?
4: Sure, speaking with uh, Morgana Wilborn. She is the director of Arts and Engagement for the Kansas City Repertory Theatre. They are getting back into some things that they've done before. I, uh, I'm an older man, so <laughs> I go way back. And I remember there was a lady in, uh, in the neighborhood I grew up in, and she uh, was with the Reps Vanguard program. Her name was Felicia, not the, the famous uh, Felicia, who uh, taught for years at the rap. Uh, this was a different Felicia, and I'm struggling to come up with her name now. But uh, she told us uh, we were kids. So, always first professional actress I knew personally, so <laughs> I remember her especially. She told us how they toured. They toured small towns in Missouri. And that's what the Vanguard program was called then. It was called the Vanguard. They toured small towns in Missouri and did shows for people in these small towns. Mm-hmm. And she talked about what a blast that was for her to do that, to travel and to do that. Uh, they did The Drunkard, a little different from from what <laughs> you're doing. But, you know, they thought that the people might want to see shows uh, like that. You know, mm. it, it was Known for W.C. Fields doing it and others. But she said that's what they did. And then that kind of went away. They didn't do much Mm. community-type touring now. But you've brought it back in the last several years. You're going to take this show after it finishes its run at the Copacan Stage. And it does open on Tuesday, February uh, 13th at 7 p.m., Uh, Maybe I should go over some of these times. Earlier in the week, it's at an earlier time, 7 p.m. So on Tuesday the 13th, the 14th, and the 15th, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, it begins at 7 o'clock p.m. Then on Friday, it goes back to the usual 8 o'clock p.m. On Saturday the 17th, two performances, so they're really, they're stretching these folks for them. (laughs) 2 o'clock p.m. in the afternoon and 8 o'clock p.m. at night. And then a matinee as per usual on Sunday the 18th at 2. Then it continues in the same fashion for the next week and then the next week as well when it closes on uh, Thursday the 29th at 7 p.m. on the Copacan stage. One H&R Blockway downtown. It's in the Power and Light District. If you haven't seen a show down in that area, that is, uh, oh, the whole atmosphere is just electric down there. Uh, I mean, we we yeah. love the shows on campus, of course. Yeah, but uh, Power and Light District is uh, really, and a show like this with lots of, uh, and I'm assuming, you know, lots of moving and, and perhaps dancing, things like that
2: you will you may see a little dancing lots of singing you know my hope is that the audience will um, have a little song in their spirit if you know the song <laughs> you you may move a little bit in the audience you may accidentally open your mouth <laughs> and sing really accidentally <laughs> Um, We know we want to support our actors on stage, but we also know that that visceral response to music, right? And what it does to our spirit, if nothing reaches us more, music does. And to be uh, in space with so many people who resonate with a song. Or with a performance in certain ways, that's what will be beautiful.
4: That's that happens more and more. If, if for those of you who watched the Grammy Awards <laughs> yeah. uh, on Sunday, they showed people in the audience that were they didn't have a microphone,
1: but they were <laughs> mouthing
4: right, the words exactly. to the song.
2: Exactly.
4: Yeah. So that uh, I guess if it uh, if it strikes you and, yeah. and touches your your soul, uh, it's hard to not do that. Right,
2: and that's what's needed right now. We need uh, music is a form of beautiful healing, all performing arts. And that is part of why Nina created some of the songs that she created. How do we heal? How do we um, answer the call to action after things that have happened in our community and to our people?
4: Do you want to talk about the four ladies uh, yes. involved in the
2: show? <laughs> um, so we have... Uh, A lot of wonderful actresses in the show. Um, The characters themselves are pretty, pretty powerful. Um, We have Gabrielle Lott Rogers, who plays Aunt Sarah. And I love that character in particular just because she represents your aunts and your mothers and your grandmothers and a particular time, right? And for any era, we want to be separate from the past and she is this beautiful representation of all and those you know though they may be our elders how do we love and respect them and take that knowledge on Um, there's also Brittany Mack she plays sweet thing total opposite end of the spectrum she is um, a firecracker a woman of the streets the girls that we try to ignore that need the most love and they've gone through a lot of trauma. Um, and we also have Tony Martin that plays Sophronia. Um, she brings in the question of how are we activated um, in any era, you know, and do we lead, you know, when there is a space of patriarchy, you know, how do we lead? Who is in the forefront? She also brings in the conversation of colorism in that. And also Alexis J. Rossin. Um, who plays Nina Simone, powerhouse. <laughs> uh, she is guiding the the message, the story, and the creation. Um, and we are excited that we've been led by director Malkia Stampley. And we are really happy that she and Pamela Baskin-Watson are the co-music directors. Um, Maestro Pamela is also the arranger for the show and taking this music um, and putting it on stage with her associate musical director, Matthew Harris, who you'll see in the character of Sam on stage. Um, But seeing all of these women represent archetypes, represent aspects of themselves. Uh, the, The actors got a chance to be with the playwright, for the first week of rehearsal. and the playwright also came in the fall to work with um, in workshop with a group of actors for rewrites. And so what you'll be seeing on stage at Casey Rep won't be necessarily what other theaters have seen in the past. There's new elements, new changes. Um, and there's what Christina Ham wanted to bring was a different you know element from, the past uh, performances, so that's a special treat <laughs> that KC uh, Rep audiences at Copacan and on tour will be able to see.
4: Yeah, it's in the H and R Block building. That's one thing I didn't mention, downtown. Uh, it's in the H and R Block building. It's a it's a beautiful theater. It's on the the main floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would park in the. Uh, underground parking garage because it is downtown <laughs> then go up to the lobby level that's where the theater is that's where you will want to uh, to go to, to to see the show nina simone four women opening on tuesday the 13th uh, <laughs> i i have to chuckle because if we're lucky there'll be a parade the next day so uh <laughs> Because if our our team would win, uh, and we hope they do, there would be a parade on the 14th. But that would be during the late morning, early afternoon. Mm -hmm. But it will probably begin downtown, probably in the Power and Light District. And uh, that's where a lot of people are going to uh, to see the game. But that will be over by the time this happens. So don't let that scare you away. But uh, I guess my overall point is Power and Light District... where the H and R Block building is is a, uh, a growing entertainment area here in town, and uh, looking, what seven eight years on into the future, a Royals new Royals ballpark may be there. I I'm not making the announcement for the Royals, <laughs> but uh, that's certainly one of the strong possibilities. And so it's uh, and if you're not acquainted with that area, you'll have a chance to get yourself acquainted, as uh, as Nina Simone, for women plays on the Copacan Stage. It's a production of the Kansas City Repertory Theater, and it opens next Tuesday, the 13th, at 7. And go to their website, kcrep.org, and you'll see because if it's earlier in the week, it's at 7. If it's later in the week, it's at 8. If it's on Saturday or Sunday, there's a 2 o'clock matinee in the afternoon. So get all that down and find, you know, what's best for you if you want to see the show. One HR block way in the Power and Light District, but just remember it's in the HR block building. So use their parking and uh, the rep will set you up with that. The, go to, on their website, kcrep.org, or their phone number, and it's the central ticket office number. I recognize it, I have to say it all the time for shows 816 235 2700. Now, as I started out, Talking, I talked about uh, the touring aspect. Yes. After the regular run of the show ends, this will be, is it the third year that they're doing the touring yes, shows? Yes, we are yeah. in
2: our third
4: year. And you're going to tour the community yes. and, and do the shows for the community. They they get to just come right. to, to various community centers. Mm-hmm. What do you want to say about the touring aspect? Of
2: yeah, this? KC Rep for All, we want to take away any barriers for community members to have access to the show, it's truly come one, come all. We, after we're done with our copagan copagan run, we pare down our set a little bit. We hop in a van <laughs> and we pop up at locations such as Southeast Community Center, um, Bruce R. Watkins Cultural Heritage Center. Even our libraries will be going to Central Library, Lucille H. Blueford Library, Northeast Library. We support uh, Veterans Community Project, and we also support Morningstar Youth and Family Center. And we will be at Maddie Rhodes Center and the Jazz Museum. But we're okay. not just in Casey Mo. We support KCK as well. So we'll be at West Wyandotte Library and at Beatrice Lee Community Center. Uh, and that will all happen from the March 7th through the 17th. Um, we, the open community centers in which you'll be, and locations you'll be able to attend will be Southeast Community Center, Northeast Library, Central Library, Lucille H. Blueford Library, huh? West Wyandotte Library, Bruce Art Watkins Cultural Heritage Center, Maddie Rhodes Jazz Museum, and I didn't get to mention Healing House Recovery Community Center. And so we welcome you all to not only engage in the show at those locations, but we will also have post-show conversations um, that really allows the community to talk about their lived experience Ask questions about the show. Be in fellowship and celebrate together.
4: Uh huh. Yeah. The, it's uh, it's perfect, perfect locations. Yeah. To sh- to show this particular show, I think, as it travels around. Right. Uh. And you know, and this is for the folks in the audience. Some of the people who will get to see the presentations at these places, perhaps, have never seen a professional theater production before. So this is uh you know so eventful in yeah, that respect definitely. as well i remember when i was in grade school and i saw my first uh, show it's it's overwhelming for a kid yeah, just think of all definitely. of this can happen oh everything the lights yeah the music mm-hmm. everything it's just you're just it's an old term i know blown away <laughs> by seeing it <laughs> and a lot of young people probably will feel the oh, same way
2: yes we you know this is a multi-gen program and so for young people to also be in space to not only hear this story in the time period in which it is told but to share space with older adults elders who lived through Uh, those times sure and to learn and be inspired and to and you will hear those stories on tour from audience members, but it's so beautiful. And we hope that it inspires everyone to want to not only visit Casey Rip or come back again another year for the tour to learn more about theater, more about Nina Simone, or participate in the arts. And as Director of Arts Engagement, that's what I'm here for. I want to make sure that there are no barriers for our community members to engage with the art or to come together as community. It was such a successful
4: well, the regular run was successful as well. But for, for shows in the past, it, it was a successful right. tour of the community. Yeah. Uh, I heard so much about it. People saw it in uh, places you wouldn't normally see a, Very a true. show. But they were able to take it in there. Yeah. And uh, Especially the one about boxing. Oh, yes, the I re- Royale. <laughs> I remember several <laughs> young boys were talking about that. You yeah. know, they, they all wanted to uh, grow up to, to, to be a boxer. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that was so... Uh, exciting for me to hear them say that they were caught on to the, to the story Mm -hmm. and and what that gentleman had to go through in his struggles as a, as a, as a professional boxer. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it just caught their imagination, and yeah. this will also, I think, be uh, be true for this show. How many uh, young ladies will yes. want to be just like Nina Simone? Hello, these four <laughs> <ladies>? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's what we hope. Okay, now I don't want to diminish the regular but <laughs> I guess I am because I find the idea of touring the community so interesting, it is, and exciting for the community. Definitely, if they are interested. Uh, well, you can always, as I say, you can go to KCRep.org to see the show in the Copacan stage, which is the full production. Mm-hmm. So you probably uh, would want to take that in just right. to know. Definitely. But will there be a schedule? Maybe there is already yes. for the places where you're going to be touring.
2: Yes, if you visit KCRep.org, and you can also click on the link for C Rep for all. But we will have all of our dates and times, which will range from. 1 o'clock p.m. shows to 6 o'clock p.m. shows. uh, And you can find the closest location to you. Or if you have yet to visit a location, try out a new place. Get to know a new neighborhood and new groups of people.
4: Yeah. It's uh, a... Everybody goes to the library right. on occasion. <laughs> so, but it's going to be, you mentioned Blueford, and you mm-hmm. mentioned some other ones as well. It will be there. Uh, the one that I would think would be the most exciting for them would be the Jazz Museum oh, you yeah. mentioned. What a perfect setting Definitely. to do a show like this.
2: And you can take a picture next to Nina's name on the Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs>
4: or with the actress playing Nina. Hello. If she would choose to do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I assume she would be. Uh, it's it's very exciting. Our, yeah. uh, this, i this I guess the first year they were saying we're gonna see how it goes. But mm-hmm. Obviously it went well. Do you have plans for next year yet? Oh uh,
2: we do. Yeah. So more information will come <laughs> uh, as we uh debut our next season, which is coming soon. So continue to visit our website to listen in to hear what will be our next Casey Rip for All show.
4: Sure. Isn't that exciting news first? <laughs> Uh, the show at uh, first the first run begins next tuesday the 13th on the Copaken stage down by the in the h and r block building i have to keep saying that <laughs> if i just say in general the power and light district they're not sure where all of that is but uh, the Copaken stage is in the h and r block building down uh, right right next to the power and light district it's, it's an exciting place to visit and then uh The community tour begins then March 7th through the 17th Mm -hmm. and uh, it sounds like they're going to be doing it in a lot of places. So if you're in the community and especially if you have young people, not just, but (laughs) if you have young people that have never seen a professional show, what a great opportunity Mm -hmm. and talk with uh, the real actors, uh, doing a real show and uh, involving singing as well that Mm -hmm. uh, that should be exciting for young people, I would think. The Kansas City Repertory thi- production of Nina Simone, Four Women, and she told you about the, the Four Women Breakdown, will be starting on the Copacan stage on Tuesday the 13th. And it'll run essentially three weeks uh, Essentially, not exactly. That's why you need to go to their website, kcrep.org, or the Central Ticket Office number, 816-235-2700, and pick uh, whatever date is the best for you. And then if you want to uh, see one of the community productions, that begins March 7th through the 17th, Mm -hmm. and you'll be able to see online where all you can go. From all of the places that Morgana mentioned, there's (laughs) got to be one close to you. Oh, definitely. Where you can take that in. I'm glad the program is continuing. I often wondered why... uh, they didn't continue doing that so instead of touring small towns in missouri <laughs> as they did way back when uh they're they're touring the yeah, community we'll show up in
2: everyone's neighborhood
4: absolutely thanks for being with us yes morgana wilborn the director of arts engagement for the kansas city repertory theater It's a very important program i i hope it continues and continues to be successful
2: oh me too me too and with the support of the community we will we will
4: yeah. she She's uh, born and educated in in Texas. Oh, yes, I am. Here she is in Kansas City. (laughs) Another time when you're here, we'll talk about uh, uh, the arts uh, scene in Texas. Is it different from here? I'll bet it's a little different from here. A little different. Some similarities. (laughs) Thanks so much for being with us. Thank you. Morgana Wilborn, Director of Arts Engagement for the Kansas City Repertory Theater. We're a little past our break time, so let's take it now. When we return, we're going to talk. We have much more to talk to you about on this Wednesday morning of a, a very important week in Kansas City. And you know, the sad thing is, it's all this excitement is, is starting to get to be old hat. We don't want that to happen, but it happens sometimes. More when we return. You're listening to the Arts Magazine Radio Program right here on KKFI, ninety point one FM. Freeze
3: frame. Hi, I'm Russ Simmons with Freeze Frame. KKFI's weekly look at the newest cinematic fair in theaters and streaming. The wildly imaginative, tongue-in-cheek action comedy Argyle is the sort of movie that the term meta was coined for. Bryce Dallas Howard stars as a homebody novelist and she becomes the target of assassins when the adventures of her fictional spy hero, played by Henry Cavill, parallel actual events. Sam Rockwell plays a secret agent assigned to protect her. It starts out well, but Argyle becomes very repetitive and increasingly absurd as the action progresses. Writer-director Matthew Vaughn is best known for over-the-top action flicks like Kick-Ass and The Kingsman. If you've seen those movies, you'll know what you're in for. Argyle is a mildly entertaining exercise in self-aware overkill. Are you ready for more cinematic bad behavior? Scrambled is a hard R-rated farce that really pushes the envelope. Written, directed by, and starring comedian Leah McKendrick, it's about a promiscuous 30-something who has terrible luck with men. She decides to freeze her eggs in the event that she ever decides to give birth. While it hits a few notes of honesty, the raunchy, in-your-face material could make Scrambled a challenge for many viewers. Donald Glover puts his unique spin on the Amazon Prime comic action series, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, based on the 2005 movie starring Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. Glover stars alongside Maya Erskine in the tale of bickering married assassins. They try to work out their personal issues with a counselor while carrying out dangerous assignments for a cryptic and shadowy organization. It's smart and well-acted and evolving, but the constant squabbling between these main characters in Mr. and Mrs. Smith gets pretty tiring after a while. Well, that's it for this edition of Freeze Frame. Until next time, I'm Russ Simmons with Fox 4 and KKFI-FM. Free
2: spray. This is Maria Vasquez boyd producer and host of ArtSpeak Radio. Starting Wednesday, January 24th, ArtSpeak Radio will air from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. We'll continue our mission to bring you the best in the art world. Tune in to ArtSpeak Radio, 9 a.m. to
1: 10 a.m., only on 90.1 FM, KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio.
4: KKFI is now posting new content every day to our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So be sure to like and follow your community radio station on social media at KKFI901FM. And thanks for supporting this station since 1988. And thank you, Phil. We used to call Phil the governor. Because <laughs> he liked to write messages and notes, <laughs> especially to uh, uh People like the governor of Kansas. Welcome back to the Arts Magazine Show, right here on KKFI 90.1 FM, your community radio station, right here in Kansas City. I am Michael Hogue, your host. Uh, thank you for joining us at our still relatively new uh, Tuesday morning time. We have, we have moved. Uh, As you just heard Maria say on the uh, announcement, she has moved as well. Some of the shows that were on, the talk shows uh, that were on at uh, noon on days, have been uh, moved to 9 a.m. on days. So I am on Tuesdays now at 9 a.m. And Maria, for instance, is on Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. And so it's a little earlier as one of the ladies in the Arts community told me not too long ago, she said, you know, some of these artsy people, her term, not mine, some of these artsy people have trouble getting up early in the mornings. <laughs> but we hope that's not a problem. It hasn't been so far. So here in our, in our third week here at 9 a.m., thank you for joining us. We appreciate that. Oh, so much. We're going to talk now about Music Theater Kansas City, where they are about to do beautiful The Carol King musical, and with us, tell us all about it, Julie Julie Danielson, singer, actress, artistic director, and MTKC pro. I looked at that and I thought, I wonder exactly what that means and what the context is. Do you want to talk a little bit about MTKC, especially the aspect MTKC pro?
5: Yes, good morning. Good morning. Um, yeah, my uh, my mother, Carrie Danielson, started music theater for young people. Was our original name uh-huh. back in 1992, and um, I, you know, performed on the stage doing those shows. And then as I progressed, I started to be more serious about studying music and I so I started music directing the productions and then eventually moved back here to help run it with my mom. So she's our executive director and I'm the artistic director. So this is I think our 32nd year. Well, that's here what the publicity City. City. said. Yeah.
4: 32 years. Yeah.
5: So we've had a professional preparatory training program for students that whole time. That was kind of what we're known for. We rebranded to the name Music Theater Kansas City about 10 years ago. Um, and I, part of the reason I did that is so that it would be a larger umbrella to include my dream of having a professional company here. So that's what MTKC Pro is. It's a, it's adult paid actors. Um, and we are able to do, um, you know, more professional productions and more adult content and, um, We still have our training program. We're very proud of it. But this particular production of Beautiful is the Kansas City premiere, and it's with our professional company.
4: Sure. Now, one of the things your mother was known for was having only a limited number of rehearsals before it went on. Yes. I asked her about it one time. She says, well, I have a particular style and plan. And we (laughs) still do that with our students one week. One week. Yeah. Is that enough for a big
5: musical? It is. They're with us all day, every day. So, Uh. Um. It's like an intensive, you know, and they love it. They <laughs> sort of eat like, it up. Sort of like boot camp. Yeah, <laughs> it is. If
4: you're going into that. Yeah. yeah.
5: But our professionals rehearse a little longer. They do evenings and weekends and, and build up to it. So we're in Tech Week. We open on Friday.
4: Sure. It, it opens Friday, uh, Friday, February the 9th and runs through, I don't have the every exact date, but it runs essentially through the 25th of February.
5: Yeah, three so weekends, that's a fairly, Friday, Saturday, Sunday.
4: Okay. It's a fairly long run. There. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the show. Beautiful. The Carole King musical. Is it the music of Carole King? Is that yes. also interspliced with perhaps the story of Carole King as well? That's
5: exactly right. So it tells her story um, and includes like really any hit song that you can think of that she either wrote or sang. Uh, is in the show but the great thing is she became really good friends with Barry Mann and Cynthia Weil while she was writing and so um, a lot of their songs are in the show too because their are characters in the show so you also get um, on Broadway he's sure the boy I love walking in the rain those kind of songs that were by that other s- songwriting team so you kind of get two for one Sure. In the Carol King musical.
4: Yeah, yeah. How big is the cast? And and I also I'm going to ask then about uh, uh, the the orchestra.
5: Yeah, we have 19 professional actors in the show. Um, I think there are six principals, and then. Um, a large ensemble, and they portray a lot of famous groups. We've got the Drifters and the Shirelles and the Righteous Brothers and Nick uh, Neil Sedaka, um, just all kinds of fun people kind of pop into the world. Um, and then our orchestra is 10, and it's all female, um, which I'm very proud of. I'm a member of Maestra, which is an organization that uh, promotes women in, in musical theater, and so since Carol King, you know, really uh you know uh, paved the road for me, female musicians and writers i thought the best thing to honor her would be to have all female musicians so there'll be 10 of us up there on the stage visible part of the show uh we're having a great time
4: now what do you encourage them to do you you named a couple of well more than a couple you named many of uh groups and the songs they sing you know the righteous brothers let's right. just pick them out as an example yeah Do they sing the song in the style of the righteous brothers, or do they just sing it in their own? They just sing the song, but sing it in their own way. Yeah, it's
5: probably kind of somewhere half and half. I think the way that the um, the people who created the show for Broadway and did the arrangements. I think we're trying to be as true to them as possible. So they put it in the range. You've got the low baritone singing brother and then the high tenor singing brother of the Righteous Brothers. Um, and like the chorales are in their nice four-part harmony. Oh, and real sure. Smooth. And, um, so you have a lot of... Uh, style that's already written into it but i also want to honor these artists for who they are and what they bring to the table so they're not really imitating but they are performing within the confines of the style that was provided if that makes sense yes it does
4: because i was wondering and the
5: same if, thing with our carol king yeah
4: yeah i was wondering you know do they try to do it as mm-hmm. they would do it uh, for instance when when someone does an elvis song they always do it oh right. in an elvis style yeah. and that's not always apropos sometimes Sometimes it is. But right. not always.
5: Yeah. And our 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 woman who's playing Carol King, she you know, she adapted her voice a little bit, but it's not as distinct. I remember I did a, a production of the Billy Holiday with Nedra Dixon, um, down at Spinning Tree, and she had to really adapt her voice to sound like Billy Holiday. I mean, really? that's a really specific sound. It is. Yeah. Um, Carol King is a little more uh, you know, not as specific, so she uh, Kathleen, who's playing Carol King, she doesn't have to do as much. But she took a little vibrato out and and kind of um, tried to match her tone, especially because the show goes over the course of time. So she starts as a young, like sixteen year old. So she has to adapt her singing voice and her physical movement to seem younger at the beginning of
4: the show. Sure. When I think of Carol King, I think of so far away. Oh yeah. Oh, that's that's, a, that's one of her statements. Oh yeah.
5: We do that one. Yeah, I bet you do. It actually opens the show. <laughs> well. Just for you. <laughs>
4: <laughs> the title is Beautiful. The Carol King Musical. Uh, of, of course, she is beautiful. But yes. how, how, uh, how did you acquire that? Is it particular reason that that's the title?
5: Um, well, she has the song "Beautiful." You've got to get up every morning. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's a big number in the show. I don't. I don't know the history of why they picked that song title. Um, but I. It sounds
1: great.
4: Yeah, and
5: you know, I think Carol King was part of the creation of the show, and maybe she just said that was one of her favorite songs or something. I don't know, but well, yeah.
4: um, that's what I was going to get to yeah. uh, on down the line. She played a big part in putting this together, yeah. other than just uh, singing or, and or writing the songs.
5: Right. Yeah, she, um, you know, yeah, it's, it's her life. And it's, it's sometimes hard to talk about. You know, sh- Jerry Goffin was her writing partner, but also her husband. And um, he was not completely faithful. Uh, you know, spoiler alert. <laughs> um, and he was writing lyrics that were really um, heartfelt. And she still had to sing them even though he was breaking your heart at the same time. And I never really knew that part of her life until this show, so that would be hard, you know. It,
4: it, it would be hard. It, yeah. It's part of a trend, though, these days. Uh, <laughs> I know. Not, not just women, but men as well, mm-hmm. talking about and singing about their own personal lives. Right, right. And that takes a lot of guts to reveal yourself yeah. in such a way.
5: The uh, scene where she sings Natural Woman, is really poignant. It's, it's all about that, how she says, it's really hard for me to sing. I, I don't know if I can actually, you know, find that in myself to sing these words. So
4: if you're a fan of hers and you want to know more about uh, her, what her life was like and how her music kind of integrated itself, yeah. well, it's the opposite. The, the, <laughs> her own life uh, integrated and became the songs right. that she sang as yeah. well. So you, know, that's, so you get uh, all of it. You get, you get to know. And
5: lots of great singing and dancing and very fun costumes. And, um, you know, we're having a great time over there. Uh,
4: beautiful. The Carol King Musical opens on February the 9th and runs through the 25th at the B&B Live Inside. Now, the last time I remember talking to Julie, we talked about the B&B. Mm-hmm. It's a musical theater. Uh, is it Mission?
5: It's in Shawnee. Shawnee. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's- on the Kansas side. You know, we're on, one of only like two or three professional theater companies on the Kansas side. We've got New Dinner Theater and then uh, Brad Zimmerman's Chestnut Fine Arts Center, which he's, he's cut down some of his programming, but I mean, I'm really proud to represent the Kansas side of Kansas City with our professional company.
4: Now, some people will say uh, it's in a movie theater space, but yeah. you've obviously made alterations.
5: Yes, and we get t- we get that question every time. Is this a is this a movie? Is this a filmed <laughs> version of the musical? And it, I know it's it's confusing to people, but we actually took one of their auditoriums and completely converted it into a live theater space with theatrical lighting and curtains and a stage and sound and you know everything that you would expect in a in a theater.
4: That had to take a lot of planning oh to gosh yeah <laughs>
5: and some money <laughs> but I you know bet, yeah. i will say because we did it about seven years ago i can't imagine what it would cost today oh
4: more so yeah <laughs>
5: yeah let's just leave it at that there's more
4: <laughs> aesthetically speaking is that good movie theaters aren't known to have big stages so did you expand we took the their stage? biggest auditorium okay. thank
5: you b&b um yeah we took their uh 500 seat theater and uh, took out the first, I think, six rows to put in our stage. So it's pretty wide. Um, I don't think anyone would think it's small. Um, If you've ever been to the, uh, what's it called, city stage at Union Station, uh I call it that on steroids. It feels very (laughs) similar, but we have 100 more seats than that and probably about the same amount, a third bigger stage. It's just, everything's a little bigger.
4: So that has become your, I guess, for it's the most part, home. permanent home? Now. Yeah,
5: we do everything there.
4: Yeah. Uh, uh, is, is uh, you, Do they go to your website to get more information on dates and things like yes, that? Yes,
5: mtkc.org.
4: And I have a phone number here. Stop me as I go if you don't want this number given out. 913-341-8156.
5: I think that'll take them directly to a, a, a voicemail box, which is oh, okay. fine. If they can, it's probably quicker to send an email info at mtkc.org, and that'll get answered very quickly. Okay, I was mm-hmm. just
4: concerned if if they needed to call B and B or they just call you for that's your our, show. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's us. Okay, not B&B. that'll be. I, probably don't, I
5: don't think. Movie theaters have phone numbers. Remember you used to call movie phone that whole <laughs> <laughs> joke on Seinfeld? This is movie phone. I'm like, w- yeah. The Tell concept- me the
1: name of the movie. <laughs> 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 yeah, I
4: remember. Yeah, yeah. I
5: don't think they have phone numbers for movies
4: anymore. <laughs> you know, they probably don't. Yeah. <laughs> you just go and, yep. and hope to get a uh, ticket. Yeah. Although you can get the tickets ahead of time. Is that the case with you? As yeah,
5: well? and you can buy our tickets at the B&B box office as well. Um, but it's, if you want them in advance, uh, you can go to mtkc.org and, and buy them online and pick your seats and it's every seat's good, which is great. You know, we're not, at, we have 300 seats and it's just, it's the perfect place for us.
4: Sure. How big of a season do you do? How many shows and, uh,
5: well, I am proud to say this is our first full season of MTKC Pro. You know, we started and then with one show and then we started to do two shows and we were aiming to get to start to do three shows. And then, you know, something weird happened in 2020. Oh, that.
4: Um, that. Yeah, I don't
5: know. I can't think, uh, <laughs> Mr.
4: COVID. Yeah, visit. so
5: we definitely had to, to go way back down to just doing one show. We just did our Christmas show in 2022. Um And then uh, we just were able to start um, boosting that season. So uh, last year we were able to do um, Tick, Tick, Boom and Bye Bye Birdie in addition to our Christmas show. And then this year we're doing – Beautiful. And then upcoming, we're doing Rocky, the, also the Kansas City premiere. Oh. Not Rocky mm-hmm. Horror, but Rocky, like dun, da, dun, da, dun, <laughs> da, dun, the boxer. It's a, it's a beautiful show. Oh, we're really sure. excited to be doing that. And then um, we are doing Merrily We Roll Along in partnership with Sharp Women LLC. And, uh, and then I am very hopeful to be premiering an original Christmas musical that I've been writing with my writing partner David Gomez called Sugar Plum: an original Nutcracker musical
4: oh really, yeah. another Nutcracker coming yeah. down the pike. uh-huh yeah, yeah there's a several different versions yeah, of that so I guess you'll you'll join the yeah. christmas uh <laughs>
5: So we're hoping that'll be our world <laughs> premiere in December. So sure, you yeah, got a lot full of coming season. up.
4: All musicals now. Of All musicals, it, Of course, yes. the name is Music Theater in Kansas yeah. City. So I love
5: play. plays, but we don't produce them. <laughs> I go <right>. see them. <laughs> <laughs>
4: sure, sure. That uh, sounds exciting for you. Uh, what about yourself? You said you, of uh, course, your mom has had this for a long time. Yeah, thirty-two years. So you were. You learned under her tutelage for a while. But then you said you left town. I
5: did. I went to school at the Cincinnati College Conservatory of Music. And then after I graduated, I moved to New York. I was there for about seven or eight years playing mostly. And when I was in New York, I was known as a bass player for Broadway stuff. Really? Um, That was my main instrument. Uh, And I was playing piano and and coaching and doing some music direction, mostly for young people out there because, you know, I was doing that here and my mom trained me how to do that. So um, it wasn't until kind of towards the end of my time in New York that I was starting to do some more, uh, you know, professional things with adults. As far as music directing, I was always playing bass for some really cool shows and tours and things. Um, But one of my final gigs, I got to actually be Lin-Manuel Miranda's music assistant when we we were writing Bring It On, the musical, um, which was before Hamilton. Um, So I had a really amazing experience doing that. And that was one of my final um, opportunities before I left and came back to Kansas City. And then I took over as artistic director and, and mounted MTKC Pro and have been getting to you know have a wonderful time collaborating with people and getting to music direct, and uh, just I want to further the art form as much as I can because it's my whole life.
4: You're, do you think of yourself more as a musician and director? Uh, do you do any performing other I, than other than playing the instrument, which is certainly performing? Right, do you do right. anything other than that.
5: Um, when we did Tick Tick Boom, we did it as an actor musician production. There were four of us, um, and we played all the instruments and all the roles. So it was me and three oh, young yeah. gentlemen. <laughs> I was the old lady in the group when I look back on it. But <laughs> oh, that's hardly I'm like, the Ooh, case. You guys, how are you memorizing all this so fast? You whippersnappers. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, that was our first big delve into actor musician productions, which is something that I really want to start implementing more. Um, And so I just kind of I needed a female and he needed a bass player. And I thought, well, that's me. (laughs) I guess Uh, I'll do it myself. I hadn't been on stage in a long time. It was it was it was really fun. Um, I do love performing. I just don't do it very much because I am usually conducting or playing. I play piano for a lot of our shows, uh, which I'm doing for this. Um, And Uh, sometimes I play bass. And so you never know. You might see me on stage again. But this one I'm music directing. And I'm actually co-directing Beautiful with Francie Talamantez-Witt, who is also an alumni of our training program. And we're having a wonderful time working together. It's been so cool.
4: Yeah. In my opinion, you picked the hardest thing to do. I know, right? Performing (laughs) performing is actually easy compared to the things you talked about.
5: Right. I mean, putting it all together and trying to... Trying to sell tickets is hard. I mean, in today's world, people got to get them off their couch. There's so much great content at home. You got to keep trying to get them to leave the house and come out and support. That, so. is, that is hard. Isn't yeah. It? yeah so make it easy for us, folks. Come on <laughs> out. It's going to be super entertaining. Oh,
1: TV,
4: <laughs> streaming, yeah. uh, all of that. And, uh, but you're in a movie theater, so that kind of helps them get used to the idea right. of seeing a live show. Yeah, people
5: love our theater because we have good big seats with comfy, oh. mm-hmm. you know, lots of leg room. You got cup holders. You can bring your popcorn and stuff in. I always say, yeah, B and B requires us to allow concessions because they make money off of that, and our our patrons love it. They love having some popcorn and soda while they watch a show. So I was
4: gonna, I was gonna get to that. I was gonna, I was finding a diplomatic way to get in there. <laughs> but you can, the people when they come to see one of your shows at uh, at the B and B, can they are able then to go out in the lobby just like if they were yeah. seeing a movie? And yeah. see- and there's
5: a bar too. I'm just saying. <laughs>
4: we're not encouraging that but uh i i can understand how that might
5: happen yeah, especially with you have an intermission you know we got two separate groups of people who can go out and serve the concession stand and support b&b because again they're in the same boat trying to get people to come out and see movies and they're uh, this is their hundredth year did you know that this is a no. hundred year anniversary of b&b movie theaters Really,
4: that's a long time
5: so, so yeah we we owe them a lot, so we're very thankful. Keep those movie theaters alive, but also keep the live theaters going. So
4: yeah, you see, you do you hear. How do I phrase this? Well, I'll, I'll just say it. Can you hear the uh, like? For instance, if Oppenheimer oh. is playing next door, <laughs> is, you know, is that ever? I concern? think
5: our band might be louder than their movie. <laughs>
4: I, I imagine so, so. Yeah. Uh,
5: but we've never had complaints about it. I think movie theaters, I mean, the way they're built with the, the walls and everything, I mean, they're just very soundproof. So yeah. we're having a great time over there.
4: I'll bet that was, a, and we don't have the time to go into it. We only have a few minutes. Well, I won't go there then. I'll talk about the classes and uh, being in the pro program, which mm-hmm. uh, I've interviewed many young people who have over the years. And they always mention uh, the the compressed. Rehearsal. Yeah, schedule. for our training
5: program. Yeah, so yeah. we're going to be doing. Um, we, you know, we do it all on breaks so that we don't conflict with the schools. So That's very important for us. Um, so we do something over winter break. We just did Let It Be, which is a was a Beatles musical that was really neat. Um, and then we are you know maxing out the summer with our students so we're going to be remounting an original uh, musical uh theatrical review that we created called soundstage which celebrates movie musicals in collaboration with b&b's 100th anniversary and that's going to be with uh our high school students and alumni of the program so ah. that's going to be really neat and special and then uh we are doing Susicle, which we uh Proudly presented the premiere of Sees in Kansas City all the way back in 2005. <laughs> uh, and we haven't done it in a long time. So we're excited to be bringing that back with a big full orchestra and, and large cast of students. And then they're also going to be doing Children of Eden, the Stephen Schwartz musical.
4: Sounds like you have an exciting schedule oh, coming yeah. up. The, uh, the, if they're interested in... Uh, being a part of the program and there are probably some listening that are yeah what is best to go to the website to call you
5: yeah the website would give you uh, audition notices we're actually planning to post some audition notices either today or tomorrow depending on when i can get home and get that up on the computer and everything going um but yeah we have we'll be having auditions for our summer shows very soon and uh, that's ages 8 to 18.
4: Do the uh, do the young ones uh, have to uh, learn everything in one week as yeah, well?
5: They sure do. Oh ah, well. So you know, it's a special breed of kids who get to be in those shows.
4: I, I bet so. I'm yeah. running out of time, so I'm going to have to wrap it up. Thank you yeah. so much for coming. Thank today. you, uh, Julie Danielson, uh, a singer, an actress, an artistic director, and uh, one of the uh, MTKC pros involved in the Music Theater Kansas City production of musical. The Carol, beautiful, the Carol King musical opening up on February the 9th, runs through the 25th at the B&B Live, they call it. And that's the B&B P theaters on uh, on, uh, Shawnee. It's on Midland Drive, actually, I see here. So, uh, go to their website mtkc to find out. Thanks so much for Thank being you. with us. Thank you so much. We've mentioned the Beatles several times during the course <laughs> of this show, uh, but do you know it's the 60th anniversary of the Beatles performing on the Ed Sullivan Show? Oh wow! And Link, who is next, is going to talk about that. <laughs> so you'll certainly want to stay tuned for that. I'm going to be listening out in the out in the green room, of course, because a uh, Beatles fan from way back. Awesome. Chris, Friday
5: we, is Carol King's birthday, so we're opening on her birthday. It's going to be great.
4: <laughs> Can I ask how old she is? She's not 82. here. 82. I wonder if she still performs ever. I think she does. Oh, very good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for being with us. The link, as I said, is next. going to hear all about the Beatles. <sighs> so next time we meet, ladies and gentlemen, at that cross in the road, I'm Michael Hogue. We'll see you next time. Boop.